friends, and welcome to Dig the Plot Podcast. I'm Jada Atwood. May has been a very busy month. It's almost like you blink and the months just fly by. I can't believe it's already over, but it has been so busy. And then probably for almost a week and a half of this month, I didn't even have a voice. So those around me were probably pretty happy. But it has been so busy with graduations and just school festivities, end of school festivities, just so much going on. But somehow I still managed to read eight books. (laughs) So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Although I probably won't get the eighth book finished until possibly tomorrow, maybe even Wednesday. Although I do plan on reading a lot today. So we'll see. But we have a lot to go over. So let's dig into it. I read How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. And I'm just going to have to tell you, I read it solely because I had been seeing it everywhere and I did not want to have FOMO. I mean, a fear of missing out. I seen it everywhere. I can't even tell you if I saw that people were loving it, but it seemed like it was all over Instagram. So I requested to read it. And you know what? This book is crazy and it's creepy. That Those are two good words to describe this book. It is basically The Shining, Chucky, and Toy Story all wrapped into one. And before we actually get into the plot, let me just point out, I love doing this, you know, I think I have something every episode that I point out, but this is another book that I feel like a different title would have better suited it. So we'll go back to revisit this statement at the end after we've reviewed it. I did give this book four stars. It starts out seemingly normal. I I can't say even that I read the summary. Just, I I mean, honestly, I I can't even say that I had read the full summary on what the book was about. So, like I said, it starts out normal. Louise is 34. She finds out she's pregnant. She's really not interested in marrying the baby's daddy. Uh, She was scared to tell her parents. She tells them they're thrilled. Also, during all of that, Louise has not spoken to her brother Mark in years, or yeah, her brother Mark in years. So, you kind of, that's kind of like the little backstory on them. So, Mark calls one day and just point blank says, our parents were killed. I mean, you know, hey, hey, how are you? Our parents have died. It's basically how it went. They died in a car accident. And on top of that, he had waited 40-some, I think 41 hours after their death to actually even call Louise and tell her. So now Louise knows that she's going to have to go back to her hometown to help Mark with everything, even though she really doesn't want to deal with it. She really doesn't want to deal with him or going back there and taking care of all the things. So her little girl's name is Poppy. She reluctantly leaves her with her ex. They never did get married, so just, I guess, her ex. So she leaves Poppy, and she heads back to her hometown. Now, her parents' house is full of stuff. So her dad apparently had kept everything related to his career over the years, and her mom had a lifelong obsession with puppets and dolls. So puppets and dolls, you know where this is headed. If you have an aversion at all to mean psycho puppets and dolls, then this is not the book for you. This is where the book completely pivots, a hard pivot. And turns into, honestly, it was a bloodbath. I, I couldn't I couldn't hardly at times think about how we got to how I started. And then at this point that everything took a turn. But it did. 
this book is definitely what nightmares are made of. Um, and, you know, a side note here, my mom kept all of my dolls and all of my stuffed animals. And I'm at this point, I'm so glad that they're all still at her house because I don't really know that I would have wanted him to hear while I was reading this book because I have a ton and she kept every one of them. I'll, I think I had 10 Cabbage Patch dolls, which some people think they're creepy anyway. So, but they're all still at her house and they are going to remain there. This book was a tad too long for me. There was a section on Mark's college days that I really felt like could have been shorter. And I don't know if they just wanted to reflect his backstory solely where, you know, kind of in the beginning you were talking and reading about Louise. But just some parts of it I just didn't even feel were relevant. And, and at the point that they inserted it, it just kind of stood out to me as just being odd at where it was put. I don't know. But I did like the progression of Mark and Louise's relationship because it started out where they had not spoken in years. And honestly, when you're reading it, you're going to feel like they couldn't stand each other. So the author did a really good job of showing their differences and then bringing them back together after learning what each other had dealt with as children. And it was completely different growing up in their household. And they didn't know what each other had went through. Okay, so back to the title. I didn't really feel like this ha this book centered around selling this house. I mean, yes, they went back and they had to clear it out. And that's when Louise runs into the weird puppets and the dolls and gets a weird feeling. But it never really was about, oh my gosh, we can't sell it. You know, somebody come by and viewed it and they were attacked by a puppet. It, it just was a small integral part as to why they were there. I really just thought maybe a better title would have been like March of the Puppets Maybe when puppets attack, or even Pupkin, the hand puppet. Pupkin, Pupkin, P-U-P-K-I-N, is the sole focus of this book. And I mean, just when you think it's over, he's back. He's going, I mean, you're going to be scared of Pupkin. This is when you close your eyes and you envision this hand puppet. But this is absolutely a must read if you love horror books. I, Like I said, I thought it was just a little bit too long. I kept thinking it's going to end and it didn't. And then we picked up almost a whole other side of the story at the what I thought would have been the end. But it was a really good horror book. So, again, four stars. Definitely, if you want to be creeped out, read this. I would be surprised if this didn't become a movie. Okay. The next book I'm going to review, I could not wait to read it. I think I've mentioned it several times. I want to think that it was one of my most anticipated reads this year. I didn't go back and look at my list, but I have been really excited about this book. I was denied it on NetGalley, boo, and then had to patiently wait in line on Libby, and it finally came through, and when it came through, I stopped what I was doing and started reading. It's The Last Word by Taylor Adams. Now, when I read the summary for this book, I knew I was going to love it, and it was even better than I thought it would be. So, Emma Carpenter lives in isolation with her, I think it's a golden retriever, but her dog, Laika. She's actually house-sitting for an old beachfront home, and they're on the Washington coast. So, the only human contact she has is her old neighbor, Deke, that lives across the way. And then she occasionally might send a text or might talk on the phone to the house's owner, Jules. Now, Deke, they don't talk. They have telescopes. And they write what I would assume is on like a white marker board. So, they play, I think it's Hangman. And that's the only communication she has is by writing messages on this whiteboard. Deke sends Emma a book to read called Murder Mountain. Now, 
I guess I read I read several reviews on this book. I just wanted to know what people thought. And people, some people were, it was either all or nothing. They either absolutely loved it or they hated it. But some people said that um, Amazon doesn't ask you for reviews anymore. I don't really see how that's pertinent. I still give reviews everywhere. But Amazon asked her for a review when she finished reading it. So she really, you know, she sat there and she thought about it. And she's like, man, you know, I did not like this book. Could not wait for it to end. Should I really give it a bad review? She wanted to choose a zero. That's how bad it was. But it would only let her choose a one, which was the lowest score. So she goes back and forth with herself on should she post the review or not because it seemed harsh. Well, anyway, she ends up posting it. So after she posts it, she leaves for about two hours. She's just out walking like a... She comes in and she has a comment. So, actually, that may be what the person was stating is that you can't make comments now on the review. Like, you can leave reviews, but you can't make a comment on what someone says. Anywho, I digress. So, someone has made a comment on a review, and of course, it's from the author, H.G. Kane, and he's asking her to take down the review. Doesn't like it. You know, he honestly, when you read, you know, his message to her, it's it kind of goes back and forth. Sometimes it's mean, sometimes it's not. But, I mean, he makes a very valid point as to why, you know, he's trying to make a living. But he believes only positive reviews should be posted. And I'm going to have to be honest, I probably wouldn't have took it down either. Emma says no, she's not taking it down. So some time passes and disturbing incidences have started occurring at night. So you'd have to read to understand. I mean, it's not like a quick turnover, but she starts to believe, you know what? This is not a coincidence. This all started as soon as I had this interaction with this author. Is he stalking me? This book honestly gave me chills, and chapter 14 will leave you with your jaw hanging and going, what the? I mean, you are. It was jaw-dropping. I think I'm going to probably say that several times, but it was. There were so many twists and turns, Jaw-dropping is just the quickest words that I can come up with to describe this. It is very intense. A de This is one of those that when they say a thriller, it is definitely a thriller. And just when you think it's over, it's not. And then you think, okay, it's done. It's not. And then you go a little bit further. You think, okay, it's going to be wrapping up. Nope, nope, not over yet. But for whatever reason... The story worked well with this long ending. I mean, this ending is brutal. So, if if you... And, oh, sorry. But you're going to root for Emma. Let me put that out there, too. It is a long ending. You think, you know, certain people are dead. They're not. It just all kind of comes back around. This one's a lie. Oh, my gosh. It's just, like, mind-boggling how it goes round and round. But you are. You're going to root for Emma. And there's even a twist. Now, there's a reason why Emma is out here by herself staying in this house. And there's even a twist to that. You're led to believe something. And I loved that about this book. The author did not come out and tell you why she was at this house. But through certain little things, you were led to believe this reason she's there. And then, boom, it's not why she's there. And great job. Absolutely great job. The story is a little wild. I did read that in a lot of reviews. The fight scenes are over the top. I mean, they're a little out there. You kind of just, you know, 
I don't feel like I could probably fight like that, not having ever fought before. Like, I mean, Emma's never been in a fight before. But the author made it work. I gave this book five stars, and I will say it's not probably going to be my favorite five-star read this year, but the premise will be. I loved the premise of this story. And also, this could be a little disturbing. So if I start talking and you want to fast-forward it, feel free. But I read it, so I'm going to share it. If I have to know it, you're going to know it kind of thing. But I discovered that Laika was really a space dog. So in the book, she'll call Laika or holler at her, and then she'll say Laika the space dog. I never thought anything about it. So while doing research for my podcast, I discovered that there really was a dog named Laika, and she was a space dog. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you, though, just for peace of mind, Laika lives in this book. I can't stand anything worse, and I have no idea why they want to bring pets into it, and then they let them die. So I spent the whole book worried about this dog, but I don't care if you think this is a spoiler or not. I just think I would have been better off knowing that Laika did not die in this book when I was reading it. So I'm going to tell you she didn't. But... I'm going to say, too, if she had not let Laika live, I might have given this book one star, but she lives. But so, I, again, going back to Laika's a real-life dog, and I learned that the real-life Laika, she was a stray dog found on the streets of Moscow and was launched in Sputnik 2 on November the 2nd. She was launched into space, 1957, and she was the first living creature to be shot into space and to orbit Earth. Now, she only lived a few hours in orbit. The ship was completely destroyed as it re-entered the Earth's atmosphere. So, that's just a little bit of knowledge. Um, I didn't really read why the author chose to, what the connection was to that or why she chose to call the dog Lake of the Space Dog. But, there really was one. But, she did die after going into space. So, I really love this book highly recommend it it's going to be in my top 10 reads for the year i'm so glad that i was excited about it look forward to it and it lived up to my expectations so another book i read was a likable woman by may cobb and i rated it three and a half stars so the premise to it was kira had left her hometown after her mother's mysterious death now she finds herself invited to her friend's renewal vow party. She really doesn't like him. It's one of those situations, you know, she really could care less about him. Never really got along with him. But she reluctantly goes. She had also been receiving texts from her grandmother that she had something to give Kara. And it was something surrounding her mother's death. So she's not been back home since then. She kind of wants to do a little bit of digging into her mom's death. So she doesn't have a lot of friends in town, and she turns to her old crush, Jack, for help. Jack has since remarried, so he's there with his wife. I liked this book. Can't say I loved it, but, you know, it was pretty good. I, I could recommend reading it. I stayed frustrated with Kira a lot. So she gets back there, and her mom has wrote this memoir. And instead of just sitting down and reading it, which, again, my husband will always say, hey, it's the movie, it's the book, I mean, point of the book, she just kept reading a chapter and then rushing off and leaving. And I'm like, I, I just kept saying, girl, child, sit down and read this book and your life would be so much easier. I also didn't enjoy the t cheesy text that she was getting. People, Someone was threatening her. And I just kept thinking there has to be a more menacing way 
to say I'm going to get you besides I'm going to get you. But anyway, people continually, this book was just a repeat of people continually telling her they had information on her mother and then they would say, I'll tell you later. We'll meet up later. You know, let's get together tomorrow. And I say all of that, which sounds like a lot of negatives, but it still was a really good whodunit. And this book by Maycob was for sure better. I did not realize when I requested to read this book that she had written Hunting Wives. I did not like that book at all. I reviewed it on Instagram. This has been, I've probably read it sometime last year, the year before last. Oh my goodness, did not like it at all. But this is a, this is a fairly good book, so I do recommend reading it. Another book I read this month was A Quiet Tenant by Clement Michelin. I gave it three stars. The premise behind it is Aiden Thomas appears to be a hardworking family man, always helping his neighbors, kind of popular in the neighborhood. But you know what? He's a kidnapper and a serial killer. Yeah, so he's not that great. He's killed eight women and is currently holding his ninth captive. He has actually been holding Rachel captive for five years. And I will tell you that when I read this, I did not realize until I began writing this that she had been captive for five years. But... Aiden's wife dies, and he has to move. So he's got a 13-year-old daughter, Cecilia, and they have to obviously take Rachel with him. She's been in a shed out back. So they have to move, and he actually brings Rachel into the house with them. And this child doesn't think that something's odd. It's very weird. It's a very fast, easy read. It had a really good storyline, but it just was not developed enough. Like, what made Aiden do what he did? Why did Cecilia never catch on? You've got all of a sudden, boom, this weird girl appears. And she's been held captive for five years. So it wasn't like she came out friendly. It's told from Rachel, Cecilia, and Emily's point of view. Emily, oh, and I didn't mention Emily, but she's just a local restaurant owner. And she starts to develop a crush on Aiden. So she's starting to come around more. I really did enjoy the different points of view. But it just really would have been better if there had been more of a backstory and a history on, you know, why Aiden started doing this, who else he'd kidnapped and killed, how he chose his victims. So, you know, you're kind of left with more questions than answers. But like I said, it's a short little read. So it would be a good book to pick up if you've just not got something else to read. And, you know, like I said, pretty decent. So my final review in this podcast is For the Guest by Emma Klein. I also have the girls on my shelf by Emma Klein, so this is my first book to read by her. I gave it two stars. Um, Alex is an escort. She has to find an escape. She's in trouble with a guy that she owes a lot of money, so she does find an escape with an older man named Simon. So she messes up at a dinner party, and he decides that it's time for her to go back to the city. Now, he believes, you know, that she's got a place to go back to, but she doesn't. So he takes her to the train station, buys her a ticket, you know, and says, we just need to be apart. Tries to let her down easy. But she has nowhere to go. So she's not getting on the train, so she decides to stay on the island. She thinks Simon will change his mind, so she's going to hang around and then just show up at his Labor Day party. So the whole book is just her getting through the week to go back to Simon's on Labor Day. This book is basically just about Alex surviving and drifting through the week just leading up to that day. The description of the book says it's impossible to look away from and honestly that's what I thought when I finished reading it. It really was. The story will draw you along and before you know it you've read it and it's over. It's like you I don't know I felt 
as clueless and lost as Alex was in this book while I was reading this book. I don't know how to explain the feeling, but it's a very simple story about survival and just what she has to do day by day to get by. And, you know, I gave it two stars. It, it wasn't, you know, a great book. But it honestly was a pretty good book to read, so I do recommend it. It didn't really seem that long either. I get hung up on books. Books, to me, have to be a perfect length. They need to end when they need to end. So so it was a good book, The Guest by Emma Klein. So I feel pretty good about my books that I've read in May. I've read some that I've really been looking forward to and wanting to read. I still have a lot requested on Livy that I can't wait, and I wish they all wouldn't come through at the same time, but I'm sure they will. I am wrapping up May, and I'm going to finish The Only Survivors by Megan Miranda, and I assume that I will be able to review that next week. It's going so-so. It's holding my interest. That's it for this week's episode of Dig the Plot. Be sure and follow me on Instagram at digtheplot underscore. And join me right back here next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.